0: With four wins in June, it's been a while. Forgive us, everyone. We had finals, so took a little week off there. But we're excited to get back into the NBA. Lots have happened. We'll cover it all for you right here.
1: Yeah, finals were kicking our butt, but it doesn't mean we weren't watching the games. So locked in on everything. It's happened around the league, craziness ensued in the first round. Um, but before we get into those recaps of those matchups, I want to talk about a little bit of the news going around the league and a couple of things that have been surprising to us.
0: Yeah, for sure. So first up, we had the Rockets hire the infamous Ime Odoka. We all know what happened. If you guys don't know what happened with the Celtics, there's some things with the office and management mm-hmm. involving a, a female. But that's just all, all perspective. Perspective. And uh, then the, the Celtics gave Joe Mazzula, the head coach, so now Ime Odoka is looking for a job, and the Rockets hired him. I think it will work out pretty well. I mean, can't really go much worse than the Rockets have already been.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a good fit for E-May, um, because it's a group of people that have a lot of talent, but they're not really well, like, focused. Like Kevin Ford Jr. gets distracted a lot. Uh, Jalen Green will get distracted a lot. And they're going to bring in probably a top rookie, one of the top four rookies in the class. And so they're going to have a lot of young guys that you can kind of mold and shape into his own image. And the one thing Ime was really good at last year was obviously his defense, which is something the Houston Rockets were really bad at. And so I think it's a good fit. Um, obviously, Ime is a coach that doesn't want to coach just for the regular season. He wants to coach in the playoffs. He had that taste of the finals last year and he wants it back now. So we'll see if he's able to do that and show that it wasn't just Boston's team or it wasn't just Tatum and Brown carrying him, who's actually a good coach. We'll see you next year if he's able to live up to the hype as well.
0: Yeah, and you talk about the young players the Rockets have. Who knows? Maybe James Harden goes back to them. There's been t- speculation about that, but. Uh, we also want to get into the, the award winners for some of the different things. Paulo Bancaro won Rookie of the Year, and Laurie Markin won Most Improved Player.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. it was pretty clear that those two guys won the awards. Uh, I think it was pretty much unanimous that Paulo was going to win Rookie of the Year. Only like two guys voted for uh, Walker Kessler to win it. Uh, Paulo had an amazing season, turned into a honestly a star in Orlando. He played like... Uh, a beast. He's one of those forwards, so wing players that you really want to build your franchise around. And so I think the Magic nailed it drafting him first overall. He looked like a star in the making, and he's gonna have an amazing bounce back year in year two, I think, and possibly even an All Star. He was that good. He was almost All Star this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely their their centerpiece and future for the Mavericks. And Laurie Markkinen, I think he's their you know centerpiece as of right now uh, for the Jazz. I mean, he's their best player. You know, very. Well, improved. I think, you know, for me personally, I would have thought that Jalen Brunson, just because I know he just hasn't received a lot of like actual award credit, like no all star, no nothing. So, like, but. Just to discount him, I guess, but you can't take away from what Laurie Markkinen did this season. He he did great.
1: Yeah, it was pretty sick. We were talking about last time, like how would they get him his award because he's serving in the military he service right now in Finland. Um, the TNT boys were able to call in. I think Laurie woke up at like four in the morning to do an interview with them because obviously time zones is is different over there. Um, but it was cool to see him. He seemed upbeat and positive, even though he's serving the military right now. Um, he's joking around, saying like he plays basketball with uh his fellow squadron members. Yeah, he says he cooks them. He doesn't go too hard though, just shooting around.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you have to stay in basketball shape somehow. So I'm glad he's being able to you know serve his country and do that as well. But finally, we have uh the MVP, the, the biggest award for an individual player. It's announced tonight, and we've we've talked about it before for, through the regular season. We all thought that Jokic would win his third one. But things kind of down the stretch took away from him and highlighted Embiid. And, I mean, at the end of Embiid's career, I think he has to have an MVP. So I think that's the year.
1: You can't say has to. There's no given in sports. There's, no thing, there's nothing in sports that says, like, oh, you're entitled to something. You have to go take it. And, yes, Embiid will probably win MVP tonight. Like, it's pretty much guaranteed. But he's not entitled to MVP. And the way he's talking about it, saying, like, I deserve it. I should have won it last year. Like, shut up. You didn't win. You lost. Unlike Giannis saying there's no failure in sports, you failed to win MVP last year. Um, And so it's just it's kind of annoying his perspective on it because he does feel entitled in a way. Um, But it's really, I think, embarrassing for the league almost. The three MVP candidates, if you look at it, Giannis bouncing the first round. We'll get into more of that later. Uh, Embiid. Uh, he played so hard in the regular season and dropped these points and had an okay series before getting hurt against the Nets. Um, and then Jokic is the really only one balling out of the three MVP candidates. And he's going to talk about the least of those three. And so I think the league is kind of it, – it's exposing itself why Jokic should have been MVP right, right now in the in the playoffs. But, yet it's always the cliche of it's a regular season award. And so I think Embiid will win it tonight because of that. But I think – the playoffs is showing us why Jokic is a better player.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's what, you know, it's all about is the playoffs and winning as a team. And I think Jokic the other day, they asked him how much he's thinking about the MVP. And he said, not one bit. Like, he doesn't think about it. And then I know Embiid has said stuff like, people will always think about it. But, you know, there's actually some people who don't really care. Like, they, like for Jokic, for example, he's already won. He's already mm-hmm. done that. He is looking for a championship, and, you know, Joel Embiid hasn't done either, and so he's looking for an MVP, something to, yeah. you know, put his, you know, pin on. Like, he wants that. I feel like he wants that more than he wants a championship.
1: Oh, 100%. That's the vibe he gives off. Just look at, like, how hard he tried in regular season versus how he hard he tried in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, I want a player does the opposite will kind of just coast in regular season and play okay get in the playoffs and then turn it up like Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I would honestly rather have Jimmy Butler on my team than Joel Embiid. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. I mean, playoff Jimmy, right? I yeah. mean, I'd rather have I'd rather have Looney in the postseason than Sabonis. <laughs> we saw that, but we'll get into that later.
1: Anyway. Like, well, it's all about playoff risers. It's true. It's all about rings. It's all about winning championships. At the end of the day, you can win an MVP and no one will care about it. Like, everyone will look back and be like, oh, yeah, he won MVP. Cool. But, like. Your play style wasn't fun to watch. No one really liked you. You complained a lot. And you just have a negative perspective, even though you have that trophy senior trophy case.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's that's your awards. <laughs> we'll see that tonight. But, yeah, probably Embiid. Anyway, we want to go and recap the first round. It was probably one of the best first rounds I've ever witnessed. Yeah. I mean, not you know, I'm not like no person from the Jordan era. I haven't seen a lot of basketball. But I've seen some. And, that that first round was something
1: yeah it was the first time that every seed is represented in the second round one through eight so it's definitely a lot of upsets happened i know a lot of people are like oh the nba playoffs are so boring the higher seed always wins not this case we had a one and two seed fall and so like there's lots of disparity and we're excited it's gonna be a fun playoffs regular right, rest of the way but we want to break down the fun series that we watched in the first round starting with the most boring the sixers sweep the nets
0: yeah, that was so boring. Especially after Game Three, you were like, "Oh, this is the one the Nets could win," and then that you know just they didn't win. Mm-hmm. And Tony, we saw Tony Brothers there. That was the Tony Brothers game. But yeah, the Nets probably the worst playoff team out of everyone this year.
1: And you my could opinion. argue last like ten years. Yeah, they're a really bad team, and not even like skill wise. Like they have good players, but like they just didn't fight. Like, that last game, game yeah. four, I expect him to win that game, and they just came out just chilled. Yeah. It's like, Embiid just kicked your be- your best player, Nick Claxton, in the nuts, and you're just going to chill? Like, I'd be fed up with that. I'd be gunning for Embiid. Yeah. Like...
0: So, I mean, that was expected, like, right? The Nets didn't really, you know, worth the Nets stand a chance, but... That's how that one went. It was yeah. really boring. We I was that.
1: disappointed with the Nets. So I expected more of a fight.
0: Yeah, we don't, we don't really have much to say because it's boring. Uh, the next one is a lot more interesting. Still pretty boring. Was, the Knicks made quick, quick uh, mess of the Cavs. They made them look silly. Yeah, I don't
1: even know if it was, per se, interesting. It was just shocking. Like, I had the Cavs picked as a Eastern Conference Finals prediction. Like I thought they had a chance to upset the Bucks in Round 2. And for them to come out just, like, super flat. Like, I only think they they cross 100 points more than, like, once in the series. Yeah. Like, offensively, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio off the bench, Karis LaVert, like, they have weapons. Like, I don't know how they weren't able to put the ball in the basket. Like, yes, the Knicks have a good defensive team. Josh Hart is really good. But, like, what happened in Cleveland?
0: I think you just get to the point where you look at the bench and – it's the same thing with the, the Suns we'll talk about in a second, but the Cavs, they have a great starting five, but after that, you you kind of get slippy, like with Osman and, I mean, Rubio's been good, but he's older, and Lavert he just doesn't really seem to fit. Like, he's a great scorer, but he just doesn't really seem to fit, and you, like Okoro, like these other players, they're not that great, and I think that... You know Mitchell at the first game really put the team on his back, right? But he lost, he lost that first game, and I think after that he said, "I need to get my teammates involved," and he he did, he tried, like, but then that focus got him away of what he does best in scoring, and so that dropped off, and no, none of his teammates stepped up. I mean Garland stepped up that one game, but that was yeah. you know when you know Mitchell was trying to get in that mindset of get Garland get as other players going, and then he didn't go off, so. I think that's kind of they need to figure out more of their team, and I think they didn't do that in the regular season because they mm-hmm. yeah they were just coasting based on pure skill. I mean, weren't they top ten offense and defense? Like, I think I think they were. I don't know
1: about offense; they are number one defense in the league, number
0: one defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, come on, but yeah, some people aren't cut for the playoffs, but Donovan Mitchell, I know for sure is. But yeah, I don't know the other players.
1: Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's a known playoff white riser. He showed that in the bubble. He showed that in Utah all the time. He's there to win games. He can win you games. And so it was honestly just disappointing from the Cavs. I expect them to uh, put up a fight and at least go seven. But to go in a five is just sad. But the future is still super bright in Cleveland. They have all their guys under contract. Evan Mobley, he was just a sophomore this year. Uh, They got young guys left and right. They'll develop more. And I think they'll be a bigger threat next year as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, another quick series was the Suns and the Clippers. That one would have been seven games, would have been one of the best you know, first-round series in history, I think, yeah. if Kawhi wasn't hurt.
1: You can make the argument game one was the best game of the first round.
0: Yeah, for sure. That Westbrook at the end was insane. Westbrook, that whole series, was great. They they only lost by under double – like, they never lost by more than double digits. So it's like mm-hmm. they kept it close that whole series. It's just the Suns, like, yeah, of course they're going to win when, you know, Westbrook and you're playing Westbrook and I guess – Norman Powell. Powell was
1: the best player for the Clippers. I think Yeah.
0: So it's like at that point, yeah, it's not really – it's yeah. not really it's a battle.
1: It's devastating that it came out after the series that Kawhi Leonard had a, MC, a meniscus tear. Um, and so it's devastating to see him go down again in the playoffs. I don't know if he just has some bad juju or whatever, um, but it's just terrible timing on those injuries. Um, but I really respect the Clippers because they came out of fought still, like you said. That's what I expected the Brooklyn Nets to do, was even though you're going against a better team and you're probably going to lose in four or five, like at least fight, bro. Like show something like you want to be there. Like show that you want to win. Not just you're glad to be there, yippee yip, at parade. like let's go on and go home and go to Cancun. Like, show you want to fight. Show you want to show the world that you're legit. And I, if you had your star players, like, you would definitely win that game. Like, mm-hmm. the Clippers did. So, all I respect to Russell Westbrook. All I respect to Tyron Lue for firing up their guys without the star players to get them to win one game in the beginning and then also keep it close at the end. Yeah,
0: and I think, like, for the future, looking at the Clippers, you just need to bank on the health. Like, that's the only thing. They have a great team. Like, if they keep Westbrook, you know – they just need everyone to be healthy, and they've never had that chance yeah. to be healthy, and it's just sad.
1: One day they'll be healthy, and it'll be amazing to see. Well, not for the West, but wow. for the Clippers fans. That's and true. All, when they have all the bathrooms. Bathroom, yes, all the bathrooms. Their bathrooms they, will give them strength. They won't be able to go anymore. <laughs> Maybe it's just they, they. the Lakers put a little voodoo in the uh, Crypto.com arena. That's true. Maybe it's that's it. They need to they move out. Break
0: away, yeah. Yeah. Stop living, uh, you know, rent, rent-free, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stop living in your parents' basement. Go get your own house.
0: <laughs> Time to leave the nest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the next one we have is another quick one. This was this was another funny series. You had uh, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, after game three saying, don't count us out. We're down 3-0, but don't count us out. And they they almost lost that game where they were up like 10 with like a minute left and freaking Michael Porter Jr. hit like three with the overtime it didn't goes it. to overtime they yeah. almost lose in overtime too but they snuck it out with like a buzzer beating three from Anthony Edwards but then that next game yeah, you just knew the Nuggets were going to close it out it was like whatever so
1: yeah back at home back in the 4-1 like, but I, my respect to Anthony Edwards he's shown I think he's entered the conversation with like the Domin Mitchells or Jamal Murray's like those playoff risers like you know they're going to show up now he's just He's got that dog in him. I know it's cliche to say, but he does. Um, so, of respect to Anthony Edwards. The The funny part was after the series, he was running out after missing the game-tying shot. He kind of picked up a chair that was in his way and kind of threw it to the side. And now some employees, like, pressing, like, legal actions against him, which is so dumb. Yeah, I like, saw that.
0: It's like, come on, man. Like, the
1: chair maybe hit her in, like, the leg or something. But, like,
0: there's a difference between someone, like, trying to do something and someone just, like, an accident. God. And that was an accident. So stop trying to, like, sue and get your money. Just work as your employee. Just be, you know, just yeah, do a regular job. Like, everyone's doing their job. Come on. But, yeah, like, like you said, Anthony Edwards, he's the real deal. I will say that Carl Anthony Towns is not. He is one of those players who's great in the regular season and does not show up in the playoffs. I've seen it time and time again with him. I remember when they played the Rockets and – you know, it was Harden and stuff, and Chris Paul, and you're like, yeah, they're gonna win, they're gonna beat the Timberwolves. But it was like, like Carl Anthony Towns, he's the greatest center right now, and he gets locked up by Clint Capella. Like, come on, man! Like, you can't, you can't ha- let that happen to you. It let he let that happen to him again this this series with Jokic. I mean, Jokic is great, but like, come on. If you're a star, you need to keep up with the stars. Yeah, and he doesn't do that
1: you really do, um, but yeah, the good series, uh, the Timberwolves obviously have a lot of questions in their future give you up pretty much their entire future for Rudy Gobert, and like I said in the beginning of the season, it didn't work out for them so, lots of questions for them bright spot on Anthony Edwards, but who knows what they're going to do, I, I expect them to make a lot of moves a lot of, uh, shake up the roster, maybe even trade Cat, see what he can do, get, see what he can get for him, um, but overall just an average series, not good, not bad Uh, Moving on to a more entertaining series, though, we got the Grizzlies and Lakers, who the Grizzlies have a lot of controversy surrounding them this year, but they were the two-seed, and the Lakers obviously had a a lot of controversy surrounding them, and they they sneaked in at the seven-seed.
0: A lot of free throws.
1: Yeah, a lot of free throws. But honestly, the Lakers just dominated the series. They came out, they knew what they wanted to do. LeBron in the playoffs showed up. Austin Reeves showed up and balled out, and they kind of made quick work of the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, I think that first game with Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves going off, I think that really set the tone, saying that the bench players and the other supporting cast isn't to be there. As before the All-Star break, there was nothing. It was just LeBron and AD, and if one of them were hurt, they were terrible. So I think that's the key. Their bench players played great. LeBron was LeBron. Anthony Davis was Anthony Davis. And that Game 5 where they just laid an egg, because They were tired. It was a total same thing what happened with the Warriors last year, where you know the Grizzlies won by 50 or something. And then you don't, LeBron, just bring
1: it home in your front of your own home court, your home fans. You sleep in your own bed the night before, exactly. You relax, your kids. It's it's a classic uh, veteran move,
0: yeah. So I honestly wasn't really surprised for me just because of all the stuff mm-hmm. that happened. And then on top of that, once Dylan Brooks said, you know, I won't. Respect them until they give me forty. It's like you're saying this to one of the greatest players ever,
1: and then they lose by forty.
0: Exactly. You're so not winning that.
1: I've had Lakers fans in my in my DMs and mentions talking that they're contenders. I'm like, yeah, just get uh, swept by the Warriors next round. But you know, good good for you, buddy. Yeah. Um. But uh, on the top of the Grizzlies, still we'll get in the Lakers later when we preview that Warriors Lakers matchup. Um. Dylan Brooks, uh, Shams reports say that the Grizzlies basically said. Don't come back. We don't want you. Under no circumstances, we bring you back. So he's a free agent, and we'll see what happens. Where where do you think he lands?
0: I don't know who wants him. Uh, I don't think he goes to a a playoff or like a ring title contender team. Uh, After since Draymond said, you know, the dynasty starts after you, not with you. I think think that stands true for any team, honestly. So – I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I would say like a young team.
1: All right, you want a hot take? Let's hear it. He signs with the Lakers.
0: <laughs> that would be hilarious.
1: He's gonna pull a Manchus Harrell and switch sides and go to his enemy.
0: That would be. That would be something. I
1: think if the Lakers can't get Draymond, because I think they want Draymond this off season. if they can't get Draymond, I think they sign Dylan Brooks.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll hold you to that one. Hey, that just would watch be it. Funny if that happens. It's gonna happen.
1: LeBron likes dudes like that. I'll he likes you that fighters. <laughs> LeBron is not going to make an Instagram post basically calling you out if he doesn't respect you. Like, all those bums trying to chalk trash LeBron, he doesn't care. He's LeBron James. Yeah. So the fact that he made an Instagram post saying, oh, don't poke the bear. If you're going to fight the bear, help the bear. Like, yeah. He respects Dylan Brooks, I think.
0: That's, yeah. That's true. So
1: I think if they can get on low-low on that minimum, don't watch out! He's gonna be in that purple gold next year.
0: Unless uh, he might be in the, the Shanghai. <laughs>
1: now that's a China. good second option.
0: <laughs> Start learning. Yo, Lakers, Chinese.
1: Shanghai, Lakers, Shanghai. Like, what's the difference?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that that's a lot of fun to talk about. he's uh, kind of a meme these days, but we want to get into another series. Celtics. They looked a little lazy against the uh, Hawks. I remember telling Corey, I was like, wait. The Hawks have won two games. I'm like, I know this, like, you know the Celtics are going to move on because yeah. the Hawks are just not good. And I was just surprised that they won. I just didn't think that they were they won any yeah. games. I'm going
1: to talk more about the Celtics when we get to the second round because I we'll want to talk about the game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to say about that. But – the Hawks series just—it's—it's it's the Hawks. Like they're a good team, they have a good offense. Quinn Snyder came in halfway through a year; he's a good coach. Yeah. Um, Trae Young played a good game. They won a couple games, but like you said, everyone knew the Celtics to win. But the problem is the Celtics continue to play like a holes. They continue to play like crap. They continue to play like they don't—they don't respect their opponents. Um, Dejounte Murray got suspended for game five, um, and they just looked like they didn't care. And so it's time and time again they play down to their opponent. And so, obviously, I'm going to talk more about this later, but it's just annoying as a Celtics fan to watch a team that's so good, a team that's so talented and so deep. And I'm going to say it was well-coached. Joe Mazzula is a good coach, but I think it's on the players for just playing lazy. Yeah. So we'll get into more later, but I'm pretty heated at the Celtics right now.
0: I think it was a good warm-up <laughs> series for them, like we said, uh, but we'll talk about it later see if the warm-up is still happening. But anyway... We want to get into the best series that happened this year in a long time. I'm biased, I know, but the Warriors, they pulled it off versus the Kings, and it was just a legendary performance from Steph Curry. He is so good. Best point guard ever, hands down. Like, you can't you – top five, I'm going to go off. Like, he's the greatest. Putting 50 on – like the most efficient shooting, like above 50%, rebounds, assists, doing it all. Like he put the team on his back. He said, we will not win or we will not lose. We will win. And, you know, other people didn't really show up. The only other person I that stood out was Looney. Man, he is a beast. I don't know what's gotten into him with the rebound, but he figured out something you know, being undersized for a center and rebounding. I mean, I know it's against Sabonis. He's not the tallest guy. But still, he's there's like a knack for rebounding. He's always in the right spot. And the Kings, I have to give him a credit. They're a great team. De'Aaron Fox is going to be, he's already a superstar. He's insane. Anytime he gets to that little floater, that's like a 100% shot. Like it goes in every time. He's so fast. Malik Monk, what a great score. I'm going to bag on Sabonis, though. He didn't step up. Everyone was saying, "Oh, he's a MVP candidate, top five. He really folded in the playoffs. He had like maybe one good
1: game. Well, he got destroyed. Like, but got stomped on. Got freaking bloody eye. He
0: did. He did get stomped on, but he did his fair share of roughing around too. He just, you know, some people ain't cut for the playoffs, and I think that's true. Like, like he looks trying... like
1: he's Lori Martin and serving in the military right now. After that series, <laughs> he looked banged up. That's
0: true. But I know you can't do that. If you're the star, you have to give other people the work. That's your job, to give other people the bloody nose or or the eye. I mean, not the stomp. Like, we I mean, know the stomp. But, like, all that aside, the Kings are a great team. We're going to see them. This isn't the last of them. I think they're, you know, one step away of, you know, being a really, like, legit contender. And I think that step for them is to get rid of Harrison Barnes. I think... He's been on the team for so long. They've kind of settled with him at that that position. And I think if they go out and get someone who's, you know, kind of like a Wiggins or even better at that position, I think watch out. Watch out for the Kings because they can be they can be deadly.
1: Yeah, for sure. They're a good team. they they play great, a great season. They exceed expectations. Mike Brown, obviously coach of the year, they're a fantastic job. You can't say enough positive things about the Kings. Um, now Steph Curry, on the other hand. Obviously, fantastic performance. Danon's going to uh, use that until the day he dies. That is no. the greatest performance of all time. Here's The th- the only thing I'm going to take away from Steph Curry is that I was in the first round. You're the defending champs. You were not expected to get bounced in the first round. You had a mediocre regular season. I Granted, Steph Curry missed some time. But you're the defending champs. You cakewalked your way through the West last time. And like yes, it was amazing. Fifty points. He was a beast. But I'm not going to put it in the best performances of all time, all time, because it was the first round. Because it was the Sacramento Kings have so zero playoff experience. Because it, they should have won in five. The Warriors should have won that game easily. They shouldn't have lost both of those first two games. They are the better team. Now I'm, I all praise Steph Curry. Great player. I, every Dana knows I have a fear of Steph Curry. Forty eight minutes of where Steph. Um, obviously that. But it's a great performance, but it is the first round. So you have to put it in perspective against the Kings. So I'm not going to put it the greatest per- uh, performances of all time. It was just a good performance. It was yeah. a great performance in the moment. They needed it, but it shouldn't have gone to seven.
0: Well, well the, I get your point. The performance itself was insane. Being in the first round, yes, like it's the first round. But also I can say being in a game seven, like that – just a game seven is insane. Like, the the pressure, the winner go home, all that. It doesn't matter if it's in the first when round. When you've
1: played in as many finals as Steph Curry has, the pressure of a game seven is non-existent yeah. in the first round.
0: Well, I mean, it's just like, I'm just saying it, it's a game seven. Like, if mm-hmm. it was like a game five first round, yeah, I get like the, the no, no pressure, like, oh, it's just the first round. But the fact that, the only thing is the fact that it's a game seven does give it that... You know more of that, um, like that. I guess I don't know what the word is pressure, but like I mean more I would, significance than just just a first round game yeah. because it's not just a first. Yeah, round, it's a it first is round more game, significant. game seven. Yeah. Right? But I would
1: argue there's more. He experienced more pressure game yes. two of the finals last year than yes. this game.
0: No, the finals for sure. There's way more pressure. But I get I get your point. Everyone's acting round.
1: like just it was an amazing series. Yeah. They played really well, both teams. But it was still a first round series. Yes. 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 So, like, the pressure is not as high in the first round as it is in the other rounds. and mm-hmm. We're seeing that with the matchups in the first round already. There's already an increased level of urgency because you're like, oh, fetch. Like, we're in the second round. Like, we can see our path to the finals. We can see what we need to do to make it there. And, yeah. like, they had started having that vision. So, like, yes, Steph Curry played amazing. But it was still the first round. It
0: was the first round, but game seven, too. Yeah. So, there's it's just, yeah. But anyway, yes, amazing performance. Never been done before. Not gonna happen for a while. Yeah. Um, anyway, we want to get into another one—the biggest shocker of the whole series: the eight seed taking down the one-seeded Bucks. They had, you know, injuries, but the Heat had injuries too. Yeah. So you can't play that card.
1: Yeah, they lose Tyler Hero. They lose Oladipo, and just playoff Jimmy, man. First time the eight seed beat the one seed in five games—absolutely insane. And it felt like every game was the same story. Like, we have a, a Bucks family, Jacob, who we had on the podcast. He was texting us during it. And he said, it seemed like the Bucks just gave up after the third. And it seemed like every freaking game, the Heat were down 10, like, late in the fourth or into the third. And it seemed, I always be like, dang, the Bucks are going to win this one. Looks like on the next. And then Jimmy Butler shows up. This is why I say I'd rather have Jimmy Butler than Embiid. Because Jimmy Butler rises to the occasion, and he wins games. And so that it, it, Jimmy Butler showed his value, and it was just an amazing series. A, a, the Heat deserved to win it because they sh- played like they wanted to win. They didn't play like they were the better team. They played like they wanted to win games.
0: Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler had one of the greatest performances in playoffs. I mean, first round, but <laughs> still, it was a great performance. He put the team on his back. Both of those games, um, they were down like by double digits in the fourth quarter, and they came back and won. Mm -hmm. And that just shows that, you know, the Heat are for real. They're fighters. Jimmy is a fighter. I'm going to, like, honestly, it's Jimmy Butler and a bag of beans. We can just say that.
1: Hey, put some respect on Gabe, Vincent, and Max Drews. Okay. These dogs came out of nowhere. And every time they shoot, I swear they make it. Like, even before this year in the series against the Celtics last year. Those two, I'm pretty sure they're undrafted, both of them. Yeah. They just don't miss. Yeah. Like, put the respect on their name.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll give a little respect. They can be more than beans.
1: And Kevin Love, man. Yeah. Best QB in New York.
0: They can be little sprouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's basically Jimmy, and we're going to see. Let's just go right into them this next round uh, because Jimmy got hurt in that first game versus mm-hmm. the Knicks. And, you know, I don't know how much time was left in that game, if he stayed in, if they, you know
1: it was a close enough game that he had to stay. in. I'm pretty sure it was like end of the third, beginning of the fourth where he rolled his ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Jimmy Butler. I have no doubt in the world. He's playing tonight. Like, I believe it. I think he, I don't think he's gonna miss a game. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, he is that guy and the, for the heat. Yeah. Just another, you know, test of their ability coming to Madison square garden where the, you know, it's going to be hype. Every, all the Knicks fans, all the celebrities, everyone's there. Aaron Rodgers is there. Ben Stiller. Uh, other people, you know, Spike Lee's always there. But it's like, yeah, that environment, they come in, win game one. Like, watch out, Knicks. They got like, home
1: court advantage now. They do. Like, even though the Heat fans don't show up, like, it's hard to win in Miami.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's funny that you say they don't show up. I've noticed that in the yeah. arena there's, like, empty seats. In the,
1: Lots of empty seats. In the
0: in the lower bowl. I'm like, come on, come on man. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. not that expensive.
1: No, like, it's – and like, if I feel like Knicks fans, like they travel, but not as much as other teams. And like, it feels like every time I watch a, a Heat game, if they get down, the opposing fans who did travel to that game are pretty loud, and you can hear them mm-hmm. because Heat fans don't show up for some reason. Yeah, they're yeah. probably out of the beach.
0: Well, that's interesting. I guess there's a lot more other stuff to do. Yeah, Miami. true. But anyway, that that's that. I think honestly, if the Heat, if Jimmy Butler stays, I think the Heat win that that series.
1: Yeah, I think it will. I think it goes to six games if Jimmy Butler plays. I think uh, Jalen Brunson has a bounce back game. I think they win tonight. They win at home. Um, I don't. It all depends on Julius Randle as well because he was he missed game one. He was out with an ankle injury as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to play or not. I can check that real quick um, to see what the injury report says. But I think they they win a couple games. But if Jimmy Butler plays. I don't know how anyone beats him. I think he's able to beat the next team by himself.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, that's for that series. Uh, the next one, let's just do, stay in the East, the The Celtics. Uh, they kind of laid an egg without a beat on the floor. I mean, it's hard when... All hard right, is, let's talk about the Nuggets first. Harding let's good. talk about the Nuggets first. Yep.
1: I want to talk about the Nuggets first. Okay,
0: fine, whatever. Well, sorry for that bad transition, but the Nuggets... It's, it's a happier sight for, for Corey because, well, for both of us, because we both we in Yeah, we lived there for two
1: years. Special place in our heart. Uh, even though Danon has to probably go through the Nuggets this year, like it's a special so place.
0: I, I might have to go through, you know, two close-to-home teams, the Kings. Yeah. I mean, I, I want the Kings to win if they're playing anyone else. And then the Nuggets, of course I want them to win against anyone else. But the Nuggets, man, they're up. Two zero. I know they say the the series doesn't start until the home team or the road team wins, yeah. but l- let me tell you, they've been taking care of business, and I feel like the thing for the Nuggets is that they have like five guys that could give you twenty on every given night. Mm-hmm. Not that they're you know going to like Jokic and Murray. I can say positive like they're going to give you twenty. They can give at you least. thirty any night. They could give you thirty, like Jamal laid an egg yesterday, but. Jokic had like, what, 39
1: or something? Yeah, something insane.
0: So it's like you have them, you have Bruce Brown, Caldwell Pope, MPJ, and Aaron Gordon. All those guys could give you 20 on a given night. And then you look at the Suns, and you have KD and Booker. Let's just say give them 30. 30 Get 30 every night. 60 points there. All right. Where are the other 60 points coming? Because you probably need 120, right, to win a game like solidly today. And it's like, okay, Aiden,
1: what, what's with him? Aiden He's just soft. Like, there's times in the game where he just stood out of bounds and just watched Jokic get an offensive rebound. Yeah. Like, he just – I've been saying this the entire time he's in the league. He's lazy. I don't think he likes being in Phoenix. He doesn't like playing with Devin Booker. And he just doesn't enjoy it. He tried to leave this off season. Mm-hmm. He tried to go to Indiana. And no one goes to Indianapolis. Like, no one goes to Indianapolis. And he tried to go there. True, and so I don't think he likes playing Phoenix. I think it shows. I think he's a little. I don't know if he likes Monty Williams that much. Oh, they yeah, have a good relationship. Last year, yeah, yeah. I just don't think he's trying very hard. Yeah. And then you obviously got Chris Paul's groin got hurt last night. Don't know what his status is for Game Three. I would
0: bet you he's out. I bet he's done.
1: Now they do have until Friday, so they have a couple games off before they play again.
0: But still, it's it's Chris Paul. Once you know, it's yeah, a little tweak. It's, I've never seen him be, like play through it. And, yeah, he's
1: not. He he's known to sit out games,
0: so we'll see. But it's like it's the, just that that you know principle. Like yeah, who is, who else is in a score? They, and on that team, you can't you don't have people that can give you twenty.
1: They need Jock, uh, not Jock Landell, definitely not Jock Lando. No, the uh, it was, uh, Josh Okagi Okigi. I don't know how to pronounce Kogi. it. Okagi. Yeah, he played really well against the Clippers because he had zubash guarding him, like you said. Um He shot the ball really well, and he scored points for them. That's how they won the game. But he is not playing very well because he doesn't have Zubac guarding him anymore. Mm -hmm. And so the Suns, and like I've been saying this whole time, you can't play KD and Booker coming off injuries 45 minutes a game. It's not going to work. They're too old or too injury uh, riddled this season, and they're they're starting to look tired in the the games.
0: Well, I mean, even despite that, they could be who they are, right? They can, you know, show out. It's just who else is going to step up, Yeah, and they don't, and that's what they traded KD for, and you can't do that. The thing with the Warriors and how it worked for them is because they already had the best bench in the NBA, and then all they had to do is just sign someone. They didn't give up anything, and so that's the thing. That's how it worked for them. Like if yeah. we weren't in that situation, we would have had to trade and give up a bunch of pieces, and that's what the, exactly what happened to the yeah. Suns, and now, honestly, I think they're a worse team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have no bench. I've been saying this since the trade happened. I thought they got worse, and everyone laughed at me. Now look at them now. The Nuggets are showing them why depth is important. And obviously, the, with you bring up the Warriors, the Warriors did get a little lucky with the CBA inflating yes. the cap so much, so they could have room to sign KD. Mm-hmm. But it's the same principle. Like you want to be able to just sign players to not give up assets. Uh, they're missing Mikael Bridges right now. They're missing. All oh, you can say Cam they Johnson. miss Jay Crowder. Cam they M. miss Johnson, Cam Johnson. Jay, Jay Crowder, yeah. They miss these guys who will can score points.
0: I mean, one of the best positions in the NBA or most coveted right now is that wing two-way scorer. And they They gave gave up three three of them. them, Three of them. Yeah. And, I mean, it's KD, right? We never know. He can put the team on his back and lead his team like we saw without his – like, if he had a smaller shoe, he would have been in the finals. But, like, stuff like that, like, he could do it. However, I think it's it's I think it's a tougher situation than he was in yeah. in, in the, the Nets with yeah. the Brooklyn,
1: and they're gonna they're gonna have to go to Denver again and win in Mile High, win in that altitude. It's gonna be hard for them. That's true. They're, they're not, now. They're probably gonna play well in this in Arizona. Get back to a warmer weather. Help their bones out a little bit. They can move a little better. Um, but I just think the Nuggets are showing them why depth is so important. They're showing them that they built a really good roster on Jokic I've been saying this they got shooters around Jokic KCP corner specialist he's playing super well this year
0: yeah and I'd say that it's like the same thing with LeBron like you you put shooters around LeBron and makes their team really good so the Nuggets are the real deal people haven't figured that out by now yeah it's time you start listening I
1: love what Jamal said it's not Boba Murray it's healthy Murray
0: yeah facts That. Now's the time we can get into the Celtics. I'll just let you take the floor.
1: Like Dana said, the prime James Harden showed up for game one, dropped 45 on the Celtics. And, like, I understand, yes, we should have known that was going to happen with Embiid out. Embiid uh, has a grade 2 MCL sprain. I think it's worse. I think he tore it. I think that they're not sharing all the information. They're kind of being ominous with it. I think he tore his MCL. Um, I think it's that bad. But I think he will come back at some point in the series. The part that frustrates me so much about that game last night is, so it was Thursday, the game six, Boston-Atlanta, right? You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days off after that to prepare for game one. And you knew most likely Joe Embiid was not going to play. You knew it was probably going to be James Harden and the rest of the squad trying to beat you. And time and time again, over those three days, we heard the message saying, oh, well, we're – no matter what gonna happen, we're not gonna play down to a competition. We we understand Embiid's not gonna be there. We understand it's gonna be James Harden. We're gonna be prepared. We've watched film without Embiid playing. We've watched a film with just James Harden. We know what to expect. We're ready. And they came out and they were not ready. James Harden make them look like idiots. They did not miss when Marcus Smart guarding him. Marcus Smart needs to play better defensively. He was the DPOY last year, and he did, got cooked by James Harden. How are you going to say for those three days before the game that you were prepared and you were watching this film and to come out looking like that? I don't believe you watched that film. I don't believe you took him seriously enough. I don't believe that you you thought that they had any chance of beating you. Now, I, I, I understand. As a fan's perspective, I didn't put any respect on Philadelphia either. I thought they were a joke, even with Embiid. As I thought we were going to beat them in five. And now we, we still can beat them in five because I think that we can uh, – Change the round, play some real defense, take them seriously, but please have this be the wake-up call. Have this be the chance to uh, realize that they're a real impo- opponent and probably one of the two best teams left in the playoffs. I would say it's probably Philadelphia and Warriors are the two teams that I'm most afraid of. Right after that is Denver. Those three teams are probably the most fearsome left in the playoffs. And if you beat them, you get to play at injury-riddled heat or the Knicks in the, in the East Conference Finals. This is a golden opportunity. Giannis got eliminated first round. Do not screw this up. This will be a generational back fumbling if they lose this series. They cannot lose this series. I understand they had a chance to win. Malcolm Brogdon threw the pass away. It was embarrassing. Whether or not you want to say the shot clock went up before Maxie caught it, I can argue that if I want, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to give them that, that credit. They should not have lost that game. They had a 10-point lead. They should have held on to it. It should have been 20. When Harden sat down, there is no excuse they lost the lead when Harden sat down. That is embarrassing. This team is an embarrassment. I Boston fans are pissed off because the night before, the Bruins lost Game 7. TD Garden is pissed right now, as they should be. And Boston sports, the Celtics need to shape up and get better by tomorrow and figure out what they did wrong and change it. Because something needs to change. It's pissing me off. Yeah,
0: I think... I think it is what it is. It's a wake-up call. I think they needed that punch to get back into that mentality of, you know, this is championship basketball and we need to play at the the highest level because they had that little waltz through, you know, Atlanta. And, yeah, like I said, like, they won two games, but really, like, they won two games? Yeah. Like, it didn't really matter. Like, they were the Celtics were going to win that either way. And so this series, you're right it's going to be harder than the next one. And so I think it's a wake-up call. I think they get their act together, and they play at the, the highest level that they can play at. And I think, you know, I think they still got it. I think the that Harden just put his team on his back that game, and he's going to have that performance early on. He He's well-rested, had a week of rest, yeah, swept the nets. We've seen this story many times with Harden. And he always fumbles late later down the stretch. So just wait till it gets to game five or game six. Harden will Harden will collapse and beads, like you said, probably not gonna play the rest of the series. I would think so. Like that's just not it's just his past of injuries and how it takes a little while for him to get back. So I know you're you're mad at the Celtics, but they're they're in a lot better space than the Warriors were in in the first round. Just one yeah. game. So, I mean, it's on the road, but you guys are a great road team too. Philadelphia is yeah. not like, a, I mean, it's a hectic place, but it's not like, oh, we have, you know, home court. And the history with the the two teams. Yeah, Celtics have the Sixers number. So I, I don't doubt, I think probably six games, Celtics and six.
1: Yeah, I still fully believe they're going to win the series. If they don't, I don't know what to say. Like, trade everyone. Like, they're a bunch of frauds. Um, but it's the the point of just it's an all year. They've played really well except for the bad teams. They lost to the Magic three times. They lost games to the Wizards. They lost games to the Jazz. It's just like when will they learn the lesson from last year that they keep saying they learned? They said, oh, the Warriors series taught us that we need to be more prepared. We learned a lot, and they're just not showing that they learned a lot. They're showing that they just don't give a crap sometimes. They're playing like lazy. They're playing lazy basketball, and they're playing like they don't want to win. I wish that they had the Clippers mentality. The Clippers look like they want to win games, even though they had the worst team. If they could just have the right mentality. Jason Tatum worships Kobe, and everyone makes fun of him before. But please, just have the Kobe mentality of just doing whatever it takes to win. They did not take do whatever it takes to win. All they do is play three minutes of defense, and you win that game last night. And everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, we survived the James Harden forty-five piece." Like Embiid still hurt, yippee yay but you didn't. You didn't play any defense. You didn't play a lick of defense. Yeah. Like, just please respect your opponent and understand these are NBA players, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: I think they'll be fine, but um, we'll we'll see the next game. I bet they come out firing, <laughs> anyway. We'll get into the the next second round that hasn't happened. It's going to start tonight. The much anticipated Warriors and Lakers Curry Lebron, you know the record says it all. Curry's fifteen. And and Curry seven. better not
1: blow that three one lead.
0: But it, we're not the one that again. We're not going. If we get
1: we saw three, that movie. if we get two more series out of this, and somehow Lebron wins four of three series, that would be the ultimate meme. Somehow Steph blows a three one series lead of the series is like, that'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah. I guess something like that, (laughs) but, but it's not going to happen. We've seen that movie before. We've seen everything. Now we've been down to zero before we we've seen it all. So I think the, this matchup's going to be great. You have LeBron, Steph Curry, no answers for them on either end. Like you can argue players, but I think
1: Wiggins will do a good job. Yeah. I mean, you can say Wiggins Wiggins can slow down LeBron,
0: but like, just they're just stars like right? yeah. they're than to do anything Anthony Davis, I used to be worried about him. I'm still worried about his scoring ability like he's probably gonna drop thirty every night, like close to that. however, I was a lot more scared of him on the offensive glass, but after what Looney has done, I'm no longer scared. I think Looney can grab rebounds and mm-hmm. hold them to just one chance points I think yeah. That's gonna be the real deal breaker with the Lakers is if they get second chance points, and I think Looney and Draymond will be able to to hold them down. I think the the I think honestly, personally, the Kings are a tougher matchup for us mm-hmm. than than the Lakers will be. Yeah, just because there's Fox and Monk, probably the two. I don't think you can name two faster, like quicker, shiftier players like a duo. I mean, they're very shifty.
1: Only people, maybe would be Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel quickly over New York, but I would still take the Kings. Yeah,
0: like just those two guards are insanely shifty. So it's a totally different pace. Lakers, like I think they play kind of fast. Not really. I mean, but it's just not. It's just it'd be a totally different series. And yeah. the Warriors have seen it before. I think I think it's probably probably six games. I give it just because the Warriors aren't. Clearly, who they were last year, other than a waltz through. So, I, I'd i say six, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, the other players step up because it, it's not just going to be Stefan Lewis, it has to be Clay. You have to show up, and Pool. you have to show up. They did not show up the first round. Well,
1: I would almost disagree with that in a sense. I think the one thing that taught me in the first round was that the Warriors are Steph Curry, the Warriors are going to go as far as Steph Curry takes them, and that's the case with most teams. You're going to go as far as the best player takes you. The Lakers are going to go as far as LeBron takes them. The Celtics are going to go as far as Jason Tatum takes them. The Sixers are going to go as far as Embiid takes them. Like, it's just how teams work. And in my opinion, like you said, Steph Curry is going from Malik Mutt and De'Aaron Fox, the two really good, fast, defensive-minded wings, young players, to now he's going to get guarded by D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, and Austin Reeves. Yeah. What what does Jack say? Barbecue chicken alert. Good luck. Barbecue chicken alert. Like I think Steph is gonna have a much easier matchup. He's gonna be able to settle down, not have to rush into things, and he's gonna dominate. I think, and that also makes it the game more open for people like Clay and Poole to find more openings because Steph is gonna be more comfortable where he is. And I think Looney, like you said, he's gonna do his thing. I don't think he's gonna be as good re- rebounding as he was in the King series, just because Anthony Davis is taller. And they have people like Mo Bomba Maybe they want to throw a taller guy in too. And so I think, from that perspective, I think Looney's going to do his job really well because that's that's what he does. He's a role player, an excellent role player. I love Kevin Looney, yeah. probably my favorite player in the Warriors. But I think Steph Curry is the key to the series, and I think he's going to have a pretty easy time, and he's going to be able to dominate the f- facilitation of the game. And I think they're going to make quick work of the Lakers. Um, I think they're the Lakers are going to get flustered pretty easily. Um, I think LeBron is going to have a harder time than he thinks than Andrew Wiggins. And I think Anthony Davis has hit or miss sometimes. Let's say if Anthony Davis on his game every game, which I don't think is going to happen, I think the Warriors are going to exploit that. I think they came off a really energetic, emotional series against the Kings. I think they're going to be able to cool, cool down a little bit here and chill out, have yeah. a nice, relaxing, and play their game.
0: Yeah, I I hope so. I hope it's a nice game or nice series where Poole and Clay can get their confidence going into the next round, because yeah, if it's the if it's the Nuggets, that will be bro. Well, all these series in the West, at least for the Warriors, they're just gonna be fun this year.
1: Yeah, I know it's funny. It was we were just gonna say the same thing about the East before the playoffs started. Like, yeah. oh, the East is gonna be a dogfight. Like you got Celtics, Sixers, you got Bucks Heat, or not, you got Bucks Cavs, and now was like. The East kind of looks like a cakewalk. Not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. But dry pisses me off that the Celtics are playing lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the la- the West is all of a sudden like, dang, that's a dogfight out there. Yeah. Like They're going to have to go through some really, really good teams to make the finals.
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, it's it's going to be a great series. It's just, you know, it's kind of the script, like what the league wanted. Of course they want Steph and LeBron. So, it's true. We this get gonna it again. Make it. um, but anyway, that's going to do it. We talked a lot. Uh, hopefully, you know, you guys get your update. And yeah, our thoughts on all the series, and we'll we'll start recording more of these uh, as the summer goes on. We'll get back into the swing of things. But let's end with our classic bets today. We only have two of them, so yeah, have to win them both,
1: <laughs> Danem won the last time he came out two one against me, um, so he gets the first pick here.
0: So I'm gonna say it's he at Knicks, and the Knicks are favorited by six points, and I think I'm gonna take. I'll take the Knicks on it.
1: All right. As of right now, Jimmy Butler, uh, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson are all questionable, so we don't know who's playing yet. But that's a pretty good pick.
0: Yeah, I think they. I think they come out. They have to win this one.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I'm, I'm fine taking the heat. I think if Jimmy Butler plays, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. Um, the last game of the course is the Lakers at Warriors. Uh, the Warriors are minus five point favorites at home which is crazy because they're a six five. seed. Um, <laughs> and so it's one of those things like, do I give Dana the Warriors? Do I be nice?
0: It's if he wants to be nice and give me the whip.
1: Every time I pick the Warriors, they lose it for me. And every time I don't pick the Warriors, they lose it for me. So this is a pretty bad case because no matter what I pick, I feel like I'm going to lose. But I- I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give Dan in the Warriors. Wow. I'll take the Lakers minus five. Hopefully they can keep it close.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Corey. I know it is five points. I mean, I, I don't really care. I'd rather just have them win. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because
1: I, I feel like I need the Warriors to win this game. Just because the Celtics are going through us. I need Danon and my buddy Luke to yeah. so I can text and vent to them. Because if we're both venting, it's just, it's just
0: not a good. Yeah. It's, not, it's unhealthy. So. Yeah, we need,
1: we need one of us to be in a good mood.
0: <laughs> exactly yeah that was just how it was like it worked perfectly last year just because the Celtics went up 2-0 and we were down 0-2 yeah so and then the Warriors won two
1: straight and the Celtics blew game and three I was like don't
0: worry it's just the Hawks and then, and then I was like crap game seven <laughs> and then he was like don't worry it's Steph and the Warriors and they got it so it worked out so, so I appreciate that Corey but uh anyway I think that's gonna do it today on uh four wins in June we'll Get back to you, hopefully, later this week and recap some more. But good to be back with you all.
1: It's amazing to be back. I feel good. I'm excited.
0: Well, that's going to do it. Peace, guys.